0: Welcome to the Business of Church podcast hosted by Des Stewart and Corey Belfon, founders of Good2Give. This is the podcast where ministry meets business. Together with our esteemed guests from within the Christian community, we explore the challenges, solutions and benefits of embracing a business mindset when managing a non organization. At Good2Give, we've helped hundreds of church leaders increase their income and impact over the past 12 years. And we've seen firsthand the difficulties pastors face when trying to balance the spiritual aspects of running a ministry with the practical, more business-related aspects, and we've created this podcast to help. So this is episode one, and we are excited to be kicking off this podcast with the inspiring business journey of your hosts, Des Stewart and Corey Belfont. In this episode, you'll discover the power of friendship and shared values in business. Des and Corey's journey from childhood friends to founders of good to give is a testament to the importance of strong relationships. So let's get into it. Well, hello to you both. Hi, hi. Des Stewart and Corey Belfon, founders of good to give And this is episode one of the Business of Church podcast. Yay! yes Um, it's been a long time coming and we have you know a wealth of amazing content but Hmm. before we get into the future episodes Hmm. i thought it was important that we had an episode where we introduce you both and the audience could hear about why we're even starting this podcast Hmm. um why you're you're both well placed to start this podcast and to hear your founder's story because it's a good story. <laughs> so we're gonna get into it. And so um, let's start at the beginning because before there was Good To Give, mm-hmm. there was your friendship. Mm-hmm. And that kind of is the foundation of Good To Give. So tell us, how did you both meet? What is the story? <laughs> how did we get here? Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, you wanna go for yeah, 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 I guess we could yeah. go back uh,
2: although my my grade beard wouldn't suggest that we're almost the same age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, uh Yeah, so um I think yeah, we we actually met we both went to the same primary school, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Went to a school Sir called John, Sir John Lilly. Yes. On the good old uh um, Lily Road. Lily Road. Yeah. yeah, good old Lily Road. In fact, closer to your house than it is to my house, but yeah. we don't yeah. live that far apart. Mm-hmm. Um and I was in two years above, mm-hmm. um, the same year as his sister mm-hmm. and with a very good friend of ours who's still a good friend of ours even to this day, a guy called Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, even though we were all at school together, I guess i obviously known your sister because she was in my mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey and I were really good friends throughout that time. I would have seen you, but probably when you're a kid, mm-hmm. kids who are much younger than you are seen just that. too young. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, yeah. look at different. them and think... I just, just, that's Jill's brother, man. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just move on, keep it moving. Yeah. And two yeah. years is a big deal. Two that's years is a like, huge a deal. Especially a deal, especially yeah. when you're, I mean, I would have been 10. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So you'd yeah. have been eight,
1: give yeah. or take. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, quite a quiet. And I was quite quiet and quite shy, I think, back then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, and you know. Rolling yeah. with the bigger guys wouldn't have necessarily yeah. been the
2: thing for yeah. me you know, then. Um, And so, so yeah, so those, it's, it's important to mention that mm-hmm. because obviously mm-hmm. I've known him for many, 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 yeah. many, many, many yeah. years. Mm. Um, and then I just remember it was, must have been the, we were now, we were now going to secondary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're now going to secondary mm. school. So we've all left Sir John Lee, we've gone to our different, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. schools or whatever. And um, and I remember one day I don't know if it was yeah it was one day I was at the top of my road and I've I've walked at to the top of my <laughs> road and I see I see this 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 young black guy now more grown up yeah, yeah walking across he was walking across he was walking on Margavine Road that's right which is the top of my parents' road <laughs> mm-hmm. and I see him walking and he's got a little leatherberry on he's got a little leather jacket yeah, on my, and he's my, uh, he, he, <laughs> uh, my hunter jacket yeah yeah <laughs> my hunter and. and it did look a little too big for him, mind you. All right, so, yeah. but, but anyway, and um, and he's you know he's walking, striding. And I looked look, looked at him and I I can't remember if we nodded each other or whatever. I, I really don't remember. I don't, even know if I don't remember. That, no, I don't
1: remember. That, I remember. That, that so that yeah, I
2: don't think you actually saw him. But you he was walking. He was like was purposely my, walking. I was heading yeah. to my sister's school. You yeah, it was evening. You were going. You would have mm-hmm. been going to um, Saint Edmund's. Said, uh, yeah, you would have been going to the because they used to have like a, a youth club mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. in the days when youth clubs used to be. Yeah. And down there you could. To do table tennis, boxing, mm. um, all sorts of stuff, mm. you know. Mm. And uh, mm. I, I'd actually gone there a few times, but mm. you know, that, my... that
1: was an outfit that was a well curated outfit, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I was putting together that 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 yeah, worked yeah. well for me, yeah,
2: yeah, paid yeah. Paid dividends, I, I, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I, in fact, <laughs> I'm sure I ended up with a leather jacket of some description, the Dan amino <laughs> at some point. But we can talk about that when we went to New York, me, you rods, mm. we got that picture of us in, in New York, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Madison Square yeah. Garden, and we, yeah, yeah. Since we're gardening, we gone to see. Yeah.
1: Some uh, fight, yeah, but that's again. Yeah. That's even years later. That's that, years later. That, that that was classic Evander Hallerfield versus um, Lennox Lewis. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Classic fight. You know I mean, yeah. you
2: look at us, you'd think we planned it. Leather jackets all over the place, and mm, yeah, you I know, did. chains, and you name it. Anyway, um, so anyway, so I saw him walking past, walking top of my mum's road, and he'd, he'd gone where he's going, and I'm like, yeah, I know that guy, but anyway, we carried on. And then one day, I turned up at um, Casey, who I'd mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. I turned up at his house. And I've come, I've gone in and inside. On, let guy, me let like, before you, you say let me <laughs>
1: let me explain how I ended up there. Yeah, because uh, so I let was. Let me just uh, so what
2: I am saying. there. and then it will make. Then I guess it kind of it will make some some more sense. All right, go on. Then, then, so, then, so. Then. so I've right. come in and 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 Corey's sitting inside yeah. Casey's house and I'm like, I look, I've looked at him. and I'm like. Yeah, we say. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, hey, you were surprised. He, you he, came into it, the room quickly. Me, yeah, it like, took me by surprise because yeah. I'm like, I remember, Casey never kids. told you that. No, I was Casey there. didn't tell me he was there. Yeah. So I've I've come in. and I'm like, oh, oh, mm. you say. and I've kind of maybe gone out the room. and I have said to Casey, "Who's that? yeah, I mean, that's my spot." Yeah, and Casey's like, you know who that
1: man? Chills, brother, Chills, little brother. And I'm like,
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, I'd I'd, I'd been uh, on a bit of a journey, so I'd gone out, left my house, and I'd said to myself, "Right, I'm going," to, uh, I'm, you know, because the school I went to was um, different to the environment that I'd mm. been brought up in. It's mm. quite a uh, strict Catholic school, um, and so I went out to find some some new friends, essentially, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I ended up in 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 the area near where Des lives. And um, I ended up going on a long journey, I ended up playing football up in Tottenham mm-hmm. and, and I, I met a group of guys, um, uh, Wayne Thomas and a few of those guys, uh, Kevin Springer and so on. Um, and so through that circle, I met a, a young lady. Um, and at that time, um, she lived around the corner on the same building as, as Casey. Okay. And so I was there um, at the bottom of her block uh waiting for her and um Casey was walking through and I remember him in yeah you know, back then his, his lowest burgundy same sort of color as this mm. so for burgundy um lowest cords and mm. he's Gabiche the, burg- the cream and and They weren't, and they burg- were, they were, they weren't just Lois cords, they were the thick jumbo chords. Yeah, jumbo <laughs> cords. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, and a um yeah, he, he 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 looks smooth and he's he's Gabiche um um purple and thing, top on and mm-hmm. stuff and uh he, I remember him walking past and he, he's walking briskly and he kinda of turned, he goes, Hey, you Jill's brother? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, look, yeah, we're going to, a, um, a, like a park rave. you know, like people used to go down to yeah. these sort of park raves. Hey, you you want to come? And, uh, I goes, y- yeah, 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 that, that sounds cool. And he goes, yeah, meet me uh, tomorrow at, uh, yeah, my house, my house is blah, 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 just around here and so on and so forth. I was like, all right, cool. So I turned up there and that's, when you met me, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was like it was a bit of a, a bit of fate there. But anyway, mm. and from there it was our sort of coming of age journey because it was at that, that sort of age and you're going out, and you're discovering the world, and you're, yeah, you're finding yes, yourself exactly, finding. exactly. Yeah, you're finding,
2: you're finding yourself. Yeah. You're, yeah, I think that. at that point there, you're making sort of the formative friendships, those that will last you the lifetime. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny, seldom now. I'm not saying we don't meet people who can become Good friends mm. and so on but the the inner circle mm. of people those.
1: have been from those yeah. days there mm. you know, yeah um, yeah and so yeah so from there I mean we um, a number of a number of things um, because even though I'd met there's through Casey you know as time went on Des and I built a uh, quite a strong friendship because mm. we had a lot in common Um and you know, from that we started to get into ventures like music and doing events and things like that. Um, and back in day, sound system stuff. And from there, I think, unknowing to us, but that was building our business acumen. Mm, mm, and mm. you know, from that evolved our first business, which um, we were doing IT consultancy mm. stuff. Um, part-time while we were working. So we all kind of got into the sort of computer industry and, and so on. Um, and from there, our first sort of proper business that we, we, we made was, um, an IT consultancy called Technology Made Simple. I think we mm. we formed that business, and our first client was the Jamaican High Commission. Yeah, nice. and Des That's Des um, came across that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I remember I was working at the I
0: time. Take you guys back a second, because mm. I just want to know how old you were. So when you met Casey's, how old were you?
1: Oh, I must have been sixteen. You would have been yeah. sixteen maybe. Yeah, sixteen. I think you look at 18, around yeah. that sort of age, yeah. So Yeah, So you're still you're still actually really working out who you are. Yeah, absolutely. You
2: know. Um yeah, and you've put you know, put into the fray that, you know, my parents are both like extreme Christians you know mm. you know they're um, my mum's working my mum's actually a pastor at this point mm. she, you know she's a pastor so the weight of expectation on her and her mm. children and mm. so on and so forth you know don't dare step out of line as for me and my house we will serve the Lord, we <laughs> serve the Lord. <laughs> and we will because if you ain't <laughs> serving him in here then you're out <laughs> mm. <laughs> and you know mum where am I going and um, my house a lot of the time yeah yeah, time yeah. Time. I, I'll be honest with you and I, that that was a lot of what happened and there was so, I mean, God, there was so much going on. It's fine. I speak to my mum about it now. And sometimes she, she does <laughs> They have a different view of well, what my happened. dad, though. my dad has a totally different view of what happened. Mm-hmm. My mum is more understanding and sort of, you know, yeah, maybe we could have done things a little different. We okay. could have done this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, seriously, okay. seriously and um, but you know you can just imagine while you're trying to find yourself yeah. as a young man you've got you've got your friends that are in church you've got your friends that are out of church yeah. you've mm-hmm. you know you're trying to work out which one do I like the most. I love both of them yeah. you know and I wanted to be able to partake in all of it yeah absolutely. the thing uh, yeah. is we weren't like bad guys no not at yeah. all so no, it's, it's not nice.
1: like, like the perception often is is oh uh, you deal with the secular guys and so on and they're going to take you down some path and yeah like, yeah you know we weren't bad. I mean I no. went to a strict catholic school yeah, anyway yeah. so yeah. Listen,
2: there was, I mean, sometimes, you know, you know that old saying, you know, um, show me your friends and it will tell you a lot about who you you are. You're the average of the The, five people
1: you spend the most time with. Yeah, Yeah.
2: absolutely. And I'll be honest with you, you know, when I look at, you know, you, Casey, Wayne, Mm. Rodgers, all very similar, you know, Mm. which is why we have, we've been all friends from way back then Mm. till till now, you know. So, so yes, but you're really finding out, like I said, you know, who you are and you're trying to work that out. And so you can imagine, so me, Having challenges in my home, mm. spent all my house. I mean, literally, I lived at his house. Wow. Mm. Nice. Do you know what I mean? We literally, mm. that was it. Just, mm. just lived at his house. Yeah. It just made so much more sense, and and I guess that also then means that you end up doing lots of things the same. You and that's why today. We actually, we turned up here. (laughs) Listen, we come (laughs) from different homes. We didn't, we didn't talk last night to say what you're wearing. He's got a baseball cap on and I got a baseball cap on. We both got on t-shirts and this happens all All the time. time. All the time. (laughs) time. (laughs) Like all the time. Mm. You know, sometimes people think, well, did both of you send out a memo the night before? (laughs) It's not like that. Mm. You know, so, um, so yeah, so that was really good times. And I think that, that really helped build the, the sort of, the trust and the yeah. brothership and the, and the so on. So it, yeah, that's, that's, mm. that's where it kind mm. of stems from. Yeah. And it's funny, you, you, you kind of skirted over the whole sort of music piece that we were mm, involved mm, in, mm, mm. but those were some of our, Formative and most enjoyable years because we didn't actually set out in the music industry, if mm. you like, or sound system stuff, actually trying to make money out of it. Invariably we did, mm. but but we set out just to have fun. We mm. were just a number of guys that just wanted to have fun, and instead of us going out and letting somebody else dictate to us what fun was going to be, we were gonna create the fun and bring the vibe ourselves. Mm. And but just because of the way we are it meant that that we were always striving for a level of professionalism Mm. without us even really understanding it. Our Mm. very nature was if we're doing something, do it well, Mm. you know, Mm. whether that be putting on events and functions and selling tickets, Mm. you know, uh, and making sure people marketing Mm. and making sure that people have value for money. Mm. I mean, you know, we
1: did some, we did some innovative stuff. Very much so. Uh, and we had a yeah, we had a lot of success. And I think it I think it also it did teach us a lot about teamwork. It taught us mm-hmm. a lot about, you know, working with people, people that are you know, can you work with selfish people? Can you work mm-hmm. with people that have the same vision or not? And you know, that that is why I, I often say that, you know, it was the um learning ground unknowingly for business. Yeah. Mm. Um and so yeah, you was talking about the Jamaican High Commission and how you came across. Yeah, that.
2: so I, yeah, so at the time, I, I was working for. In fact, I was contracting at the time, mm-hmm. and I was working for. I was contracting for G Capital mm-hmm. Mortgages and doing. I mean, Corey will tell you I'm not technical anymore, and I, I'm inclined nowadays to agree with him. In fact, I think you tried to put down the technical mantle more recently. <laughs> yeah, <been> <laughs> like, Katrina is the first
1: technical. person. <laughs> Katrina is the first person I've been saying that
2: I'm not technical. Yeah, do you know what? And you know what? And when you say that, there's a level of freedom that comes yeah. with it, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and
1: and not having to be as responsible as you you might you might. Have I think to I think what happens is the quality of the people around you, their life, isn't as great because they haven't got somebody they can bring them yeah to. yeah yeah but I'm, yeah. I'm I'm trying to get away with that in my household and it's not quite
2: working. <laughs> like now, that well. <laughs> yeah so anyway so at the time i was um, doing lots of technical stuff yeah. um sort of wide area networks um servers computers laptops you name it whatever yeah. and hooking these things up up and down the country and um and i remember this this um one of the managers there or one of the directors of, of GM Capital Mortgages came up to me and said, Hey listen, you're doing some really great stuff here. He goes, Do you think you could um, help a friend of mine out? Mm. And I'm thinking, oh, somebody in his home or whatever. I said, Well, yeah, what's the problem? He goes, They've got a problem. They they're trying to connect to overseas to you know, their 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 computers over there and Shiro Network and similar stuff that you're doing here. Do you think you could and I said, Yeah, I'll give him a call and he said, Yeah, give and, this guy a, call. Could get a person. He was African, actually. Oh, okay. okay. He was African, uh, and um, and then he said, he said, give my friend a call. So I called him, and that was Wyndham Dennison. Wyndham Dennison, yeah, 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 head of um, um, what was it finance and admin? A joke I I commission, at Kensington, and uh, gave him a call. Went in, and uh, unbeknownst to me, I was actually having an interview at that time. Oh. So we had their their head of technical, who was based in New York, Mm. um, but he was over and they were just looking for a company that could just help them out. And um, I remember coming back from that and I got a call to say, hey, listen, we really want you on board and um, give us your company name, give us your such and such. And I was like, Mm. oh damn, Mm. okay, it just got real. (laughs) So the first person I went to Mm. was my guy. Uh Mm-hmm. And I just said, hey, look, we got an opportunity, man. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a such and such and such. And he was like, this time, I, forget, I mean, who you was working for? Was it, Oli- it wasn't Olivetti. Yeah, they've been was working it for Olivetti, for Olivetti right. at that time. And... Um, and and then you
1: know I can't remember it was just like yeah let's let's do it yeah you know what I mean it wasn't yeah, even yeah, yeah. it was we just said, we met I think I remember us we were sitting down in my in my bedroom at that time and just mm. and just talking out what is it they need what that's or right stuff, yeah or just yeah. going going through it yeah and then I think we went up there
2: and and and, and we did uh, another sort of assessment and yeah, stuff like yeah, yeah, and then, yeah and then anyway we we ended up setting up the company and just saying yep this is the company we'll invoice you blah blah. Mm. And it just became the, 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 the beginning of what was our abs- actual business, you know, starting a business.
0: And I want to stop there because I think that's interesting because that whole, that one decision changed the trajectory of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes yeah. me think that so often in life, we opportunities come our way and we're like, we're not ready or we can't mm. do this. You mm. could have said that. Mm. Yeah. The difference is that you said yes. And I think that's an important point. And when opportunity knocks at your door, mm you find a way. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think, I think, I think
2: think at the end of the day, it was very, it could have been very easy. We were both comfortable. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We're both comfortable. I can't remember if I was at home. I'd probably left home by now. So what I was doing was paying my way and, you know, looking after me and family and so on and so forth. I think you might've, no, still you home, were still right? at home, so you know. I remember you having that Calibra you loved so dear. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Spending yeah. all his money on the Calibra, yeah. <laughs> making it look like a Porsche, <laughs> and. um and, you know, so it was easy for us to just say, look, yeah. you know, we are where we are. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 we've always had ambition, I think. And even yeah. though sure. it's funny, I don't know if we ever sat down and spoke about ambitions in that way.
1: No, I think what it was is that you and I, we had a similar attitude to life. yeah. And so that's yeah. what that's that worked in terms of our friendship. And <clears throat> so, you know, we were optimists you yeah, look at yeah. a situation and I, I, you, you, you visualise and dream where it can go yeah. and you follow that dream mm. um, and you know we, we wouldn't have known or really been thinking about the term entrepreneur no, per, no. per se as, as often as you hear it nowadays but that's what we were and you know whether that be and I think also like I said the music and the, and, and that that was just yeah. an evolution of yes, that yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a concept it's an idea yeah. and yeah. we've seen and I think the thing that people need to experience in life is the process of having an idea yeah. and birthing taking it that. from here and birthing it you know yeah. bringing it into the world and seeing it turn into something that's bigger than yourselves mm-hmm. and when you've done that a few times you know you've believed you, you know, the belief sets yeah. exactly and so then when another opportunity presents yourself you believe you can do it
2: yeah
0: do you think that that was because you had each other do you think that if you didn't have each other you would have ran at that opportunity? Do you think that you would have believed that you could have done that opportunity if Corey wasn't there and vice versa? Do um, you know, what do you think? I think
1: there's more, more, more probably there's more so than me because I think he he, he he was more independent more sooner in life than than I was. So I think, you know, the confidence to do something like that might have been and plus yeah. if you're do you, doing do you, contracting. I tell stuff. you what, I tell you what, you know, what it is for me,
2: I think is, and we both bring, whilst we're similar, we bring different but yet very complementary skills to the table which is why it works so well and life is not as hard as it could be both in both in dire situations and in great situations because we've 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 run the gauntlet yeah Yeah? i mean we've been involved in business that for one reason or other didn't work as well Mm -hmm. nothing really to do with us just a matter of the way the times were and that was just what happened um and you know so we've you know having each other has always meant that You've got someone you can lean on. Yeah. Mm. I speak to loads of people, and people are always envious of the fact that mm. I can lean on this guy, and yeah. vice versa. Mm. And like I said, it's it's different yet complementary, and really does work well. I, I I think with me, one of the things I had that maybe you you didn't have as much, mm. or probably you might say you didn't really have, was you know, my parents and the way they were, mm. whilst. I mean, you know, my mum's well-read and mm. well-versed and scriptures and everything else. Mm. No, no, My dad's actually quite a simple guy, mm. but yet a very, very powerful guy in yeah. terms of his thoughts. Without being overly educated, he was a man who was happy to buy property, yeah. who was happy to run the gauntlet and, wow. and, and gamble in the right sense of the word. Yes. He knew that property uh, was, was going to be the way forward and he bought stuff. Yeah. So I was able to see that. Yeah. My dad was the type of guy who would go to the Sunday market and he would purchase. And I'm telling you, you know, he's half the height I am. But if I could be half the man he is, I'll be wow. a great guy, right? Yes. Listen, he would um, he would go to like a Sunday market. He'd buy bed sheets and he'd buy clothing and stuff mm. like that. He'd put it in a suitcase. And I remember being about five, six, seven, and we'd be going around to his friends and family and other people that he knew, and he'd be selling that stuff. Mm. So I had an early introduction to business from Mm. early, early doors. My dad used to run a partner and everybody who, I mean, certainly in the black community know a partner. I used to run the partner for him and Mm. every time someone took a draw, he'd make a few pounds off of that. And he'd go, yeah, we put that down here. And the way we use that, if somebody can't pay theirs, we put that in until we get Mm. it back and we charge them an extra such and such for it. All those things there, you don't even really understand. They're just in your, they're part of your psyche. They're they're part, you know, and then my mother, was the type, you know? I remember she would be standing up at church, preaching and carrying on in front of everybody. And I'm like, I'm looking at, her thinking, I don't know how she does it. Mm-hmm. And then one day she was called to um, preach at Brighton Conference Center. Yeah. This time it was part of the Church mm-hmm. God of Prophecy. Mm-hmm. And Brighton Conference Center, as you know, that's where the Conservatives have their big ten thousand people, yeah. or there. Yeah. So it's not a small amount. I remember the first time I, she she went to stand up and speak, and, and I remember her. Practicing and practicing and practicing, and then she gets up and she gives this speech, and my heart is in my throat yeah. while I'm listening to her, and she tears it up. <laughs> mm. I hear people speaking in tongues, yes. and yes, Lord, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's my mum. So you imagine if you have yeah. visions like that mm. in front of you, mm. you almost believe that you can do anything. you can do anything. You can do anything. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I guess you know, well, your parents were very
1: quiet. Yeah, 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 you my know, parents, yeah. I mean, my mum was more outgoing, she, you know, loved to go carnival, jump carnival and stuff yeah, like that. And that side of you know, my dad was very conservative, quite, you know, very quiet, mm. come from a well-to-do family in Grenada, but, mm. you know, he was, you know, I wouldn't classify him as ambitious, he was more of a steady plotter, but he was always there. So, yeah. I think mm. in terms of life security, I always felt that. Mm. um you know, I, you know i always felt like there was a safety net there and 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 the real pressure and stuff so you know my parents were a lot more liberal than yours so i know it, you know things that you would have had to deal deal with i didn't have to really deal yeah, with yeah yeah so but in, i think from a, a sort of creativity point of view when i listen to some of my family talk about um, the belfons in Grenada and some of the things that they used to do and stuff like that. And my dad's, my grandfather was a was a businessman. And they were quite mm. well to do out there. So I think I don't know whether it's part of your genes or whatever. Mm. But for me, I think I'm more of a dreamer. You know, I tend to, you know, uh, you know, if I see something, you know, I I believe and I, I tend mm. to work things out in my head. And if I can see it, then you're I very, you're very 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 um. one
2: thing I say for this guy very creative, mm. and lots of the things that you know, we create, he's able to actually visualize it and then bring it to the fore. So I tend to do most of the sort of, okay, we could do this manually. You know, Mm -hmm. often the way we kind of work is I've created a process. And okay, this is how it's going to work. And we understand the the legalities of it or whatever. And then he says, it's not going to work if we're doing that like this. We have to find a more automated way of doing it. Then he'll sit down and work through the automation. And that's where he's really good at the detail, data Mm -hmm. is his thing, and and so on. And certainly gotten better over the years, you know, at Mm -hmm. at doing that. Mm -hmm. It's a
1: boat that I think I kind of missed. Didn't have to miss it, but. Yeah, I I think (laughs) it's interesting when you talk about the boat thing, because for me, you know, there's definitely a sort of generational type thing, or like a, a demarcation line, where the home, the first sort of home computers, the spectrums, and the um, you know the BBC micros, and all of that sort of stuff, that era, mm. I that was part of my you know mm. growing up and mm. so on. And I think if you weren't on that boat, then you know. There's a certain understanding, a certain affinity. And I don't know whether you had to have that affinity to see it as a a boat.
2: Maybe a certain foundation that it gives you.
1: Yeah, definitely a
2: foundation. Funny enough, I always remember, right, I remember at school... um, the bbc micro i remember mm. getting on it and having to do some programming or probably, copy pro- copy a program mm. and then run the program to see mm. the results yes. that it gave right yeah. mm. so what it is is whereas say like my older brothers who would have never for some reason i've ever done that because mm. probably by the time they yeah, left school not. they wouldn't have really my school even... was one of the first to have a full computer suite and right was, okay you know so, right yeah. so and i remember well I remember the school that I went to, had there was a couple of BBC micros sitting around. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, like I said, we were copying programs and watching Mm -hmm. the result. Mm I don't know if there was even enough knowledge at that time of yeah. the teachers teaching mm-hmm. to tell you where this was actually gonna yeah. be going, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you sit down now with a group of young people and say, Hey, this was my introduction to and this mm-hmm. is where we are now and trust you me, AI and everything mm-hmm. else is gonna improve mm-hmm. in the future. I don't think that was really nobody really knew.
1: No, it was very it was very embryonic. I mean, the concept of having home computers in every home was, you know, well, relatively new and, it, you know, because- it they, I don't even think it was really well, thought of as such. Well, look, Bill Bill Gates had that vision that uh. that's what he was working towards and, mm. and, and uh, Steve Jobs and those guys. But in terms of like the first early computers, ZX Spectrums and so those were the ones which sort of really took off and people started to have like home computers and playing games and doing programming and and all of that sort Mm. of stuff. And you had a lot of sort of cottage industries that built from that. Mm. But, you know, I think, you know, not everybody got on board with that. Is it maybe it was a a bit of a geek thing or depending on sort of what age group you was in. Mm. But for me, that was Mm. like that was the thing. I mean, I uh, you know, I just loved computers and uh, I think you're right I think it probably was a geek thing do you know what I mean? You know, thankfully for you, didn't actually look like a geek. most well, were, I was most a new are, age geek. Most of those <laughs> geeks were getting beaten up at the same time. Well, this is, this is what I'm saying. It was like it was a bit weird, and because I didn't really feel comfortable hanging with the true geeks. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And and then the yeah. guys that I were hanging with weren't really into that yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I've yeah. always kind of, and even to today, I, I, there's always a, there's a certain loneliness to the path to that <laughs> path. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 it's true because yeah. it, there'll be times where he'll say to
2: me. You know, I see him. I see him getting upset. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> less so now because we're not spending that kind of time together. Yeah. There's enough going on that we yeah. oh, he could do that. I do something else, yeah. and he'll be he'll be. Like, <sighs> I can see your eyes glazing over. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going, you know, it's just not even full, just a little listen, dip listen, into listen. the geek he, he listen, and, and, listen. and suddenly the full. yawning. it has gone full. He's he's gone full. I, tell no, 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 no. People, <laughs> always say, people always say that, you know, oh, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But it's when I, it's funny how consistent it is when you get onto certain, <laughs> certain subjects and the yawning and the attention span starts to wane. No, see,
2: see, what it is, is the, 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 the problem with, well, I say the problem, but the challenge is, is that, Often, it's you're trying to problem-solve, right? And you've gone past your ability to problem-solve on this. Now you've got to try and understand where he's at. He's still got gears to go. So he can be going through. And now you're at a point where I have to now go and do some study now (laughs) to, to actually understand where you're trying to go do you know what I mean? it's yeah. like it's like that's yeah. the best way i can sort of explain it yeah. so your eyes do sort of the yawning happens because you now are no longer engaged yeah. in it anymore mm-hmm. he's somewhere else he's a few years down the road <laughs> you know what i mean and you're like I wish, I wish this night would end <laughs> <laughs> so it's like for instance you know, when we the first time we was we were setting up like all these podcast mm-hmm. stuff right this is ages back we bought some equipment mm-hmm. we were going into his house and we were oh, yeah. we would spend the whole day remember i've come there in the morning to do this podcast which should really be no more than a couple of hours i say podcast just do a recording right it should be no more than a couple of hours the first five six hours all we've been doing sorry is just setting up the environment and even then we haven't fully set it up yet (laughs) and he right so his name when we used to do the sound his name was sparker b but yeah. as in Belfort, right? He loved twiddling f- little knobs. And if he, like that little control panel down there, mm. don't be surprised if he jumps down there and we lose <laughs> him for the rest of this podcast. Yeah? That's what he loves doing. Yeah. The rest of us just want to get on with the podcast. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, so there's levels. Yeah. And, and and I think he's learned now that, you know what? Not everybody's going to be at to come with me on that on that particular journey but that's my gift to everybody
0: (laughs) you know Uh, yeah i love that but i think that what stands out for me a couple of things i think you're great business people but i think i i've seen a lot of great business people that are just that but Mm. what underpins your that and what is i think most more important to both of you is your value system and Mm. your appreciation of people and your appreciation of each other i i wanted to highlight that because a lot of people are giving business advice but you don't understand their foundation and i think it's not enough to just see the tree i think you have to understand the foundation and i think that's one of the reasons you're best place to do this podcast because not only is it the longevity which is quite rare Mm. Um, and we need to talk about how long it's been as we get into Good to Give but it's the value system that underpins that and I think that is crucial and Mm. I think that is probably why you've had such longevity because Mm. you know we see a lot of younger kind of entrepreneurs but I think there is a space for an older more mature voice a more seasoned Mm. voice and Mm. understanding that foundation so yeah, <laughs> yeah really really important so yeah i i love hearing your stories and the thing is every even though i've heard bits of this story before every time we talk about it <laughs> mm-hmm. i learn a little bit mm-hmm. more yeah yeah, yeah, know, yeah. even and, myself and, yeah. Yeah. and you guys mm-hmm. have had a lot of people will know you from from, from from good to give mm-hmm. and good to give has been around for for a good i guess 12 mm-hmm. years now that, yeah but People don't really Mm. know you guys, Mm. which I actually love Mm. because we are in the age of the personal brand, Mm. which I personally think is overrated, but Mm. another discussion for another day. I agree. But actually, you know, you are you've been established, you've been doing this stuff and now people are seeing you. It's the reverse and I love that. And I think that you never see the most successful business people doing lives and do it because they're actually doing real business. They're actually or on Instagram all day because they're actually making real money. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with it. But I think it's time to show that. Do you know what I mean? Just because you don't hear people, just because you don't see people, the most effective people are the ones,
1: you know what yeah. it's interesting interesting points you make there because there is a there is a reality to business and business doesn't care about feelings and mm. various things like that i think the where the feelings are important is the values as you yeah. as you yeah. Im- imparted earlier and i think that because even like i said earlier you know we're not bad guys mm. you know we've not mm. come you know when you're young um and i guess if you're a young black man in this country there are paths that you can go down yeah. or that are Uh, you know laid in front of you and you you know you make a choice whether you Mm. want to go down those paths we weren't about going down those paths and I think those sort of you know foundational views Mm. you know they follow us through our business so the way we want to treat our clients the way we want to treat people that work with us etc etc you know we you know we we try to do the right thing Mm. um, and treat people how you'd like to be treated Um, and but there is there is a lot of misnomers and People just thinking that business is, um, you know, you, you got a business card and a concept and that's it. Yeah. You know, to, if the, the fundamental foundation is creating value, yeah. and to create value, yeah. okay, especially value that can scale, okay. Mm-hmm. So the personal brand means that they, they you know, you, your values might be created in your brain, and you're yeah. the one. But how scalable are you right. as an individual? You yeah. only have a certain amount of time. Whereas to create value outside of yourself that other people can engage with takes a lot more effort takes a lot more you know skill it takes Mm -hmm. a lot more um planning and you know like that says you know you need to work through how you're going to deliver that value Mm -hmm. and 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 make it something that people can believe in Mm -hmm. and i think you know once you've done once you've done the work i mean people want to talk about starting business don't want to sit down and put a spreadsheet together and and actually figure out what the what what does their immediate future look like Mm -hmm. uh, and so on but once you go through those the, the, those steps and those process and I think it maybe it's helped because we've always had a certain level of technical ability yeah. and that ability allows you to get you know a number of the building blocks in place be mm. able to put together a spreadsheet be able to plan out something 100%. maybe to be able to okay you know I, you know some of the things that we've done you know may have involved maybe m- me geeking out and doing a bit of technical stuff but you know, I, I I might create something, but then it, with with is outgoing and, yeah. and charisma, I can go and sell something. Yeah. You know, you can have something. So it takes it takes a combination of things, and I think you have to realize that yeah. a lot of people just think it just happens. I've done this, I've done that. Where, where's all the business? <laughs> yeah, don't and and the business doesn't yeah. come. You know, so you have to go out and you have to. You have to put yourself out there, put Mm -hmm. yourself on the line, and and more importantly, people need to believe in you. If they can believe in you, if you can sell the passion in terms of what you've done, that passion often comes from walking that path. Yeah. Because you know the nuts and bolts, and you know when you're talking to somebody who's just high level conceptual yeah. or somebody yeah. who knows what that's they're talking fun. about. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of people are afraid of the detail, they want the end result. Yeah. They want it, that's yeah, the thing, yeah. and they like they said, can't walk it, the path. Yeah, yeah, that's what they are saying. When we started on this journey it wasn't for money it wasn't for a thing it was for fun Mm -hmm. and so you know when you're doing stuff for fun you 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 learn lessons that you wouldn't necessarily learn if you're just looking out for the money although and in later life we've often looked at ourselves and thought maybe we could have been a bit more money Mm -hmm. orientated you know, we've often said that and thought, you know, what if we had our eye on the money more, mm. where where might be we um, where might we be, be yeah, yeah. Um, much now, more, so, much more sooner. So, but yeah. you know, it's it, you know, mm. it's, it's it's a, it's a journey. And,
2: and, I, and I think there's another thing to that as well, which is you know, as you go on in your business life, you know, don't think you can do it by yourself. Even yeah. if you are by yourself, you need mentorship. Absolutely. You need you need maybe more than one person yeah. that you can go to to find out how.
1: And why mm. you only know what you know, mm-hmm. not what you need to know. Yeah, yeah and that, I, think, I think sometimes, you know what, because we've always had each other mm. and we've always, we, you know, we've realized this is a problem, um, you kind of counsel each other. Yeah. And so then you, you don't necessarily, you know, because of your capacity and my capacity to kind of put ourselves objectively in a situation mm. and give the other advice other people haven't really been able to sort of get into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so therefore yeah. we haven't learned maybe some of the lessons that we could have learned had mm-hmm. we'd been more um, honest with ourselves and say, well, look, we don't know the answers. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can theorize the answers, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. just go and ask somebody yeah. who knows yeah. who, who's got and, more experience. And, and, and even to this day, and
2: it's, and it's more so in the last, probably couple of years yeah. that we actually start saying no, let's go and find some experts for this, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. as simple as it
1: might appear to be. Although I think one of the challenges though, is that when we did start to, Understand that even in our earlier, you know, if you go back even further, yeah, yeah, you come across s- experts, and when you double click on them, they're not experts. Mm. Mm. Before you know mm. it, you're telling them more about the subject matter yeah. than they're supposed to be helping you with. I yeah. think that's because people don't necessarily go and do their
2: own research to understand. Oh, they're posing what as un- an expert. Though. Yeah, that's the a problem. Lot of I know. Do that I know. In
0: this social media age. Yeah. It's mm. quite standard yeah. and it's shocking. Yeah, yeah. but mm. but yeah, in order it for
2: yeah. make it. But, uh, but in order for you to to know that somebody is actually you know, giving you best value mm. at the very least, mm. there's a certain amount of, you know, obligation that you have to make sure that you've you to back, When you say you I do the as, research, As mean as, as, as us? I, no, not anybody. Anybody yeah, yeah. Who, who I think finds themselves in this position. Like I mm. say, you know, you mm. can be going on and doing business for ages mm. and you may well be doing well, but you can always do better always. you know or you could always. do a lot worse yeah. you know and um, sometimes those margins are, are, are very few and mm. far between
1: yeah. i think i think what what tends to happen is you, as you go along in your journey you find good people and you you realize the value of good people <clears throat> and you hold on to those people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you know you're trying to you know and i think that maybe because you know from the immigrant mentality you know and and certainly a typical west indian home you know, going out and inviting people into your home and mm. and that whole social thing. And, and it was not encouraged yeah. within your family space. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Within familiarity. Mm. Yes. But outside of that, you have yeah, one friend, you have two true. friends. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, yeah. The, I know about that. You. You, <laughs> you, 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 you only have one friend, mm. only
2: one friend that comes into your house. Mm. You don't tell people what you do, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. And I think that is actually uh, a real wrong thing. Mm. I'm not saying you must go out there and tell everybody
1: what yeah. you do, yeah. but you need to be able to be held to account. Yeah. You know, I and, and I think I think I think you know there's a you know one of there's a theory that the you know that Homo sapien and Neanderthal. The reason why Homo sapien won out was because they were social, mm. and 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 Neanderthal wasn't. And I think we underestimate that social aspect. And even from a business perspective, you know, and I think maybe a lot of people from the immigrant background, depending on the culture you're from, especially in the West Indian culture, don't re- didn't learn early enough the importance of friendships and and networking. Maybe not friendships on the level that we understand mm. friendship, mm. but just social networking and 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 making connections and relationships with people. But
0: then I think then context is important because there's a reason why. That was about safety, Well right? That's true.
1: There's the whole... We all understand. Yeah. I mean, that that's the whole dynamic for a, a broader pro- podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah. We know. that's. What I'm taking it for granted yeah. that we all know... Right that you know
2: who to talk to because as mm-hmm. like i was going to say yeah. it's yeah. not it's not that you're going to tell everybody i'm going to yeah. stop the guy down the road and go hey by the way mm-hmm. you know yeah. i'm going to be looking mm-hmm. into doing x mm-hmm. y and z yeah. you know but there are going to be people within your circle that you know and love mm-hmm. and trust and you should be happy and and free to be able to talk yeah. to them about yeah. what you, they hold you to account and yeah. by holding you to account this is they see you in three months or six months and they say to you oh what happened with that thing you was doing? Most people don't want to hear that question
1: because they're not prepared to get up and do anything about it, Mm -hmm. you know? I think also, you know, within the, certainly I can speak for myself, but I think this might be more, more common is that in our in our, in the sort of immigrant sort of West Indian circles, the level the, the amount of professionals that were that you were exposed Ooh. to was relatively limited, yeah. so you didn't have that relationship where oh Uncle such and such is is a lawyer or blah 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 yeah. is an yeah. accountant or yeah. such and such and such, such where you can be going to and getting those knowledge those bits of knowledge and those little pearls of wisdom or whatever yeah. that little leg up, right? So in that yeah. scenario, that, and I think that feeds into what you just said there in terms of asking certain questions. How many times mm-hmm. have you gone? to certain functions where you see certain family members you don't really want to ask oh, so what you're doing with yourself yeah. you don't even want to have yeah. those conver- yeah. those yeah. conversations yeah. you know especially as you get older mm. um, especially if you're doing well mm-hmm. um, and so it's it, you, you know might, there might not be too many of them there that you can actually have that conversation with mm-hmm. that's, what I'm that's what I'm saying so <laughs> yeah. I'm not you know I think it's changing a lot now yeah. it's yeah. definitely changing a lot now but I'm just looking backwards and what and 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 looking at that dynamic and why You know there are a lot of, or maybe not as many, business people that are out there and putting themselves out there, Mm. right? Um, Because even now, when you know, how many um, people from our sort of background are out there being your, your Elon Musk and your, your Jeff Bezos and you're you're having that high profile. (laughs) You know we tend to like to not right. put our head above the parapet in this country you don't see too many yeah I know you know that there are a lot yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're there they but know? they you know to put your head above the parapet and to to yeah. because i think you know you you there's always that worry of making yourself a target yeah, yeah. you know yeah. people wanting to see you fail or and so on so yeah it's it's challenging but i'm i'm happy you know now to talk about you know, the ups and downs of business. And I think, you know, bringing it full circle to why this podcast came about Mm -hmm. is because Des and I could see that when, you know, one of the things that are closest, closest to business that certainly black people in this country are doing a lot of is, a lot of church, a lot of, and and if they're doing church, if you kind of look at it like a business, there's a group of people they're coming together. There's a there's a plan and there's a there's a a, a goal in mind, and you're trying to think that it involves collecting money and it involves using that money and so on. And so on. It essentially, it has so many properties that a business has, mm. but the mentality towards it is not quite right. Yeah, you know there is a there's a stigma about in embracing. Um, you know, money and talking about money and the use of it and putting it to good use almost to if you talk too much about it, how spiritual can you be? Yeah. <laughs> and it's and 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 because of that, you're not seeing the successes and uh, as many of the successes. And what you really what Des and I came to the conclusion, and you know, when we when our business in 2008 in you know, a financial crisis came to an end, as Des alluded to earlier. You know, we want we had a blank sheet, and we wanted to do something um, that was that was that we felt more, I guess, more passionate about. Mm. And um, because of uh, because of Desi's background, and because of uh, the circumstance in terms of, it's interesting how we came across the gift aid scenario. But mm. um, yeah, you know, rather than going into all of that, but the but you know that concept of the initial, it was actually a Gurudwara that we did. Uh, the first sort of gift aid mm. um claim for right and built the business around that but it really gave us um the opportunity to work in a space where people really needed our acumen mm. in terms of business and to bring some more professionalism more structure um and, because when you look at it nobody's really serving that market yeah. you know i had the unfortunate situation where you know i was i, I was at a, a um Church of England church and speaking to a a priest there and telling them about what I do. I went there with my family and on one Sunday, I was going there a couple of times as I'd just moved into my area. Um and you know, he I would already told him what I, I did and so on and so forth and um you know, within the with the vague hope that maybe they could utilize our services mm-hmm. and, and so on. But anyway, you know, on another service, I was there and he was having tea and cakes or whatever and so on. And, he, you know, uh, he came up to me and he was like, oh, yeah, so you're you still taking advantage of those churches, mm. are you? And I thought to myself, first of all, to say that to anybody disrespectful. is disrespectful, yeah. right? And then to, and then what it showed was a, and the thing is, the, gen, the weird thing is, is I don't actually think he thought he was being... That that way, but of it was just you know. how he saw so it, un, yeah, yeah. Un, unfiltered. Mm. And I said to I said to him, look, not everybody is in your position. Mm. Not everybody's in your privileged position to be in a in a in a wealthy area. Mm. You're in a you're yeah. in a a royal borough. Mm. You have ex professionals from the city and so on and so forth offering their time free of charge. Mm. To do your books and your accounting and so on and so forth i goes what about that small secular church you know sort of not secular that that's more evangelistic ch- church in some um poorer area mm. who needs who needs the same sort of help mm. who, who who's going to go and help that person mm. there's nobody there serving those people and most of the people going to those churches may, might be from a working class background don't necessarily have that skill set they've mm. got the heart then they've got the the desire to want to support and there will be people that will volunteer themselves that just unfortunately won't do a great job yeah. who's supporting them mm. he couldn't answer that mm. subsequently he never saw me again in, in his church he's gonna see me <clears> though <throat> at some point <laughs> 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 you know but you know and this it, that just really highlighted what des and i were had encountered because when we started this business we did some um know market research mm-hmm. and we spent Uh, you know, a good few weeks, um, a month or so, just calling and speaking to, you know, put together a rough concept mm. and was just calling around and seeing what the appetite was and we're just trying to formulate, like fine-tune the best mm. solution, you know, whether we should, I like, remember even when we was looking at designing new envelopes and we wanted to kind of automate, so we was trying to use that maybe the um, same system as the lottery where you mm. tick the, the things and so on and so forth. And I remember speaking to a friend of mine, Kennedy, and he, he'd run it by some people in his church. And it's like, nah, you know, mm. it's too similar to the lottery, lottery and it just seems like such like, and yeah. so on and so forth so but just going through that process we really understood that there was a need mm-hmm. a real need to bring support and structure and hence why to be honest you know for most of the clients that we you know we clients are with us for years once they get come on board they're not going anywhere yeah. and it's not because you know and i think just going just darting back to the professional services scenario and having professionals around one of the challenges that we have is is be you know people that we come across being prepared to pay for professional Mm. services. You know, if you're not used to that in your day-to-day life, when somebody comes and says you've got to pay a fair amount, to get good value for this, yeah. for the service. But here, you know, being able to sell the concept of return on investment. Yeah. Mm. You know, we come from the business world where that's like that's standard, standard talk, right? To go Exactly. You know, you go into a <laughs> church and you talk to talk, try to talk to them about ROI. You know, R-R-R-R. <laughs> exactly, right. And then you start to see the same glazing over. I see when I'm talking to people like technical <laughs> stuff, <laughs> you start to see that happen. And, yeah. you know, and it's a difficult sell, but I think yeah. what happens over time is, those that are a little bit more forward thinking, they take the, they take the leap and yeah. then they see the value yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they realize that, you know, you know what, it, you know, it allows me the headspace to it's, do other it, things. It's funny. You normally have to put it to them
2: very, very differently. Mm. So, you
1: know,
2: I'll go in there and I'll sort of say, hey, look, this is your retrospective potential. Mm. And you go in there and you, sh- you show them you you show them what the you show them what the retrospective potential is this is literally what you are currently losing out on mm. you then say to them right you know this is what you could potentially have mm. now think about all the things that you could use this for
0: yeah
2: you don't talk ROI <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, 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 you showed yeah, really. them the loss yeah, yeah 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 you bring it down you, you mm. spoon feed it, it's a little bit of food and put it in yeah. your mouth man taste yeah. that how's yeah. it taste how's yeah. it taste <laughs> you know and that's really then i mean there are those that are more upwardly mobile mm. believe in me there are some mm. ministers mm. out there who are very very business minded yeah. they get it they understand it they don't even need a long sales cycle the mm. long sales pitch what they need is how are we going to get from where we are now yeah. to where we need to be mm. But they are fewer and far between yeah. mm-hmm. you know yeah I guess as people become more technical tech savvy yeah, yeah absolutely know. and then you have the sort of more younger upperly mobile churches and uh, who are who are actually preaching more of a, a message of hey look you know we're here mm-hmm. for a time, but we can live well while we're here." Yeah. And you, know, and you should be living well, and you are the son and the daughter of a king. Yeah. Do you ever see them living yeah. rough? No, yeah. mm. do you know what I mean? Let's make use of the resources and things yeah. that are at our disposal mm. to allow us to get what we, we should have.
0: Mm. So there's two things I wanna talk about. Mm. The first is some people, we jumped a bit. So some people don't, might not even know how we got from TechMS to good to give and what mm-hmm. good to give actually does. So okay let's talk about that because yes
1: yeah. let me yes. talk about tech ms and that bit and then you talk about yeah. good yeah. to give. so from tech ms i mean does and i coming from a technology background we had a um we like we spoke about our first um business jamaican high commission and so on and we grew that business from that that point there ultimately to 17.5 million at its peak and that Um, that business journey taught us a lot but as I said earlier in the 2008 um, credit crunch um, financial crisis the banks you know part of the ability to grow that business that well was using invoice discounting is Mm -hmm. where they advance pay you on your invoices or a percentage of your invoice Uh, and we had a lot of big blue chip uh, and sort of local authority clients and things like that Uh, and that whole business yes whilst it grew well um was a real um pressure cooker because Mm -hmm. you know you've got overheads of over 100 grand a month and you're you know you're turning over millions and so on margins are are reducing because you know you've got manufacturers who are starting to go direct and they're eating into your client base and all of these sort of pressures and so on and then it didn't take much for 2008 to tip it over and um and yeah so that that you know, kicked off a a sort of death spiral, which meant that we had to um, end up wrapping that business up, not in the way that we would have liked to. Mm. Um, But it certainly, it was enjoyable, you know. It it had its highlights, and we really um, learned a lot about business, um, good and bad, Mm. um, through that journey. And so um, after that, we were... um, you know on the day really the the new page turned on the day that um obama was or not inaugurated mm. um and so on that day you know des and i um started a new chapter and said right okay mm. what what do we want to do mm. where do we want to go and so on and uh, originally i, I, I we... actually
2: i remember we were um so the company that literally took on our uh, our business mm. at that time the tech business so they if you like they Brought us out of administration um and we were still part of that company helping to hand over get the clients you know brought over and and so on It was quite a smooth transition but you know that was never for us it's like no we we need to be free men mm-hmm. <laughs> Do You know, I mean? mm-hmm. we have to work for ourselves it's just the only way you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i i always remember you know when we were we were we basically said to him on that day we said look this is the final day we're leaving and then i remember driving down Mm -hmm. driving down and all on the news reports was yes and tonight you know Mm -hmm. obama will be inaugurated as the first black president of Mm -hmm. the united Mm -hmm. states of america blah blah blah, and it was just something as a black man black men you know Mm -hmm. driving back at that time there and hearing that it was like a new chapter Mm -hmm. it was like you know anything is possible you know we've been part of of a, of a, a our journey up until that point had just been totally successful, and even mm-hmm. then was still because yeah, lots of absolutely. the clients that were, were were moving over at that point were really like, "Well, look, is there anything we can do?" Our relationships with loads of those clients was yeah. top still, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, but we were like, "No, nah, that's it." And we knew we really wanted something that was less of the hustle and bustle of the city. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean, something where we could absolutely make a, a difference, a real difference. And mm-hmm. and so, sort of, mm-hmm. you look at our upbringing catholic church and you know being involved in sort of you know that neck of the woods and, and same again for myself parents and so on i don't know they just felt like a natural synergy and a more peaceful
1: yeah. synergy as well yeah i mean let's not underestimate the fact that we you know what we'd experienced through that journey um and people who we trusted through that journey yeah, yeah, yeah. had had uh, betrayed is it's maybe a strong word but you nah, know i wouldn't uh, even say it was strong, I even yeah, even okay say it was so strong. yeah we, we felt yeah. had be- betrayed us yeah. Through, in diff- through in yeah in different ways yeah different ways you know and so and that's why i'm saying when you go on a business journey and you learn i mean i think you know Having those, you could always have success. And this was the thing, you know, we've probably learned more through, th- you know, some of the challenges than you yeah. do when it's all going, yeah. going well. Mm-hmm. You're just too busy having, you know, having fun. Um, so, but yeah, that I think when you experience certain, you know, some of the, the people that we came across and, you know, some of the, I guess, ruthlessness and mm. the the um, the vindictiveness mm. of, of, you know, through that chapter. Yeah. Um, that that for me certainly meant that what you just said there. there's in terms of searching for something more meaningful yeah. and more peaceful yeah. and thing. so in the end you know you come back home and you mm. start working with some of the people who you know when you turn up at a meeting they're looking to push a little a little stew chicken yeah. and a little rice <laughs> and peas in front of you <laughs> and say look you know what it's yeah funny. let's let down and and let's let's eat before we mm. talk about yeah. working yeah, together yeah, yeah. Right. That was like just, uh, it was, it therapeutic. Was chalk, it, was, it
2: was chalk and cheese. It was chalk yeah. and cheese. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. one, one scenario you're going in with a shield and a, mm. and a, and it's like, you not an yeah. armor cause it's a, yeah. it's a battle. And another one, you're going in just a loincloth mm. and someone <laughs> giving you knife and fork and let's just <laughs> eat some food, man. Mm. Let's fellowship, man. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Let's, let's pray even before mm. we even kick off this whole thing. You know, it's just, it's mm. a whole different, different. And I'll be honest with you in that. Mm. And I remember yeah, when we started good to give, you know, um yeah it was it was very it was it was small change to mm. be fair mm. you know in terms of you know i, I remember I sort of sitting <laughs> down and thinking well if we can make X per month mm. that would be great and then all of a sudden it was like mm, boy that's not really kind if we could make mm. now X plus blah per month then mm. and but but for us it was never about how much money we was actually yeah. going to make we just wanted to be able to support our families. Yeah and to have a peaceful existence yeah. because we'd just come from warring for yeah. years yeah. in the corporate arena, yeah. you know. Uh, and like you say, in the corporate arena, there is something a bit more blood and guts and gore mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. cutthroat and, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, yeah, and we both worked in it for, for years. In fact, even to this day, I don't miss it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And And if I find myself in the city, so let's say I have to go out there and meet with my financial advisor, or I meet with some. You just look around and you are like, "Oh, I used to come up here every day, and yeah. this was just how did, I, just, do how did yeah. I do it? Yeah. You know, how did I do yeah. it? You know." Um, so yeah. So um, anyway, good to give was was born, and it's kind of the sum of mm. of us as people and our backgrounds, and really wanting to not only looking for something more peaceful, mm. but also wanting to do something that was really going to make a difference uh, in terms of you know, we were never going to start a church ourselves yeah. right yeah. that's not yeah. my calling or yeah. certainly not well certainly not my calling and i don't think it's your calling yeah. at all um but to actually reach people so that they can reach people yeah. <laughs> you know we knew that there was and i think you touched on it earlier, which is some of the churches there some of some of the ministers fantastic orators yeah. they know how to sort of touch the people, reach the mm. people, galvanize the people, but they don't know much about business. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In fact, the Lord will provide. And certainly, mm. good to give is now at the fore. He has provided. Mm. It's <laughs> up to you to decide, yeah, I'm going to use good to give. Mm. And believe in me, I, I'll be honest with you, when I look at what we do, There really isn't anybody out there doing what we do in the way that we do it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really what we came up with. So that's where we help churches to maximize on their income potential by way of gift aid and sort of maximizing that. We help them with their their church accounts so we mm. help them to just make sure that they are accountability is good yeah. you know record keeping is good they are beyond reproach yeah. reminders i mean this guy has now spent a lot of time building on what we have mm. been building um before mm. in terms of this whole accounting space we make sure we find the right type of accounting partners yeah. to work with the right type niche of church um you know there's a there's a lot that we do yeah. Yeah, and yeah. believe you me we don't charge what we could charge yeah. <laughs> for what we bring to yeah, the table absolutely. and um, you know hundreds of our clients have really sung our praises so this isn't me really yeah, saying this absolutely. this is as clients who I'm not saying there aren't people who have been disgruntled and things like that of course yeah, you're going to best few and far between yeah. and, and even then you know we're happy to sit round the table and hey, look guys what is really the issue here what's the challenge yeah. work the challenge through and we come out on the other side you know yeah. um, sometimes I think to myself just because we're Christian doesn't mean we're always going to necessarily be able to work together, yeah, but exactly. you know, which exactly. is which is which is why you can go down any high street in in the UK and there's a hundred of different pubs on every high street yeah. because there's a different pub for different people. Exactly. But um, yeah, what we do right right now is just you know, for us it doesn't even really feel like work. Mm. And that for me, I, I've I've said that for a long time. That for me is really why I love it so much yeah. because it's just it's enjoyable. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And whilst we're not necessarily always as close to all of the clients as we, as we mm-hmm. sort of used to be. And mm-hmm. with that being said, I'm trying to meet as so if any of our clients are watching this, I want to have one on ones with you yeah. because I want to keep the relationship going. I want to make sure that, you know, it's not that they can't come and speak to us. They should be able to, Absolutely. you know, um, it's a relationship that, that, that we're building and that we have built over many, many years.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. and there's um, as we begin to wind down the second question I wanted to ask you is and you've kind of answered it in a way but what would you say to those people that say actually the church isn't a business <laughs> that mm-hmm. you know God is the head of the church and you know we need to be spiritually led and mm-hmm. what would you because there may be people watching this and thinking now, mm-hmm. let's, yeah. let's talk about that
2: yeah mm-hmm. um, I would say to them unfortunately the fact that that they have both income Mm. and most of that income is going to go out. So they have lots of outgoings Mm. whilst it may not be a business because it's, it's a charity. So the the difference between a charity and a business is Mm. profit, right? So charities are not there to make profit. Mm. Charities are to give back into the community that they're serving. And the idea is, is that, you know, they stay afloat by having enough, money to yeah. be able to do the things that support the community that they want to support business on the other hand is for shareholders yeah. and so on yeah. they want profit <laughs> yeah. right so yeah. I, I would say to them you're right it's not a business but it has to be
1: managed like a business right. mm-hmm. and that's really that's that's yeah. purely it yeah. Yeah. I think you yeah. know yeah, I think the easiest way for them to make that mind shift is to say well if they were more business minded who would benefit yeah. mm. It would be their organisation. Mm. It would be the people that they're trying to help. It would be the people that support the church. It means that, and you have an obligation. I mean, if people are going out working hard mm. and then giving you money, and you're not a good stewardship, a yeah. good steward of that money. Yeah. You know, that to me, and not doing the best that you can to, now people might say, and I think sometimes this is the issue about, understanding value. People think that by not spending that money on Mm -hmm. professional services like Mm -hmm. what we provide, that somehow they're doing the the church a service by trying to get everybody to volunteer and do X, Mm -hmm. Y and Z. But this is where the, the, the naivety and this is maybe where life experience yeah. comes in and mm-hmm. so on, where you realize that, you know what, if we focus more wholeheartedly, because one of the things that I also noticed, I mean, you're, when you're in a position where you're able to see hundreds of churches and what they're doing, and you mm-hmm. start to see a commonality, and you start to realize that you're not really reaching out, mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of you you're kind of a little bit insular what yeah. events are you doing to yeah. actually get yeah. you know to get grow your tentacles into the community that you're yeah. based so that they actually know that you're there and that yeah. you know and and with that you think well that's why you're not growing mm. and mm. and that takes headspace that takes mm. when you wake up you've got one thing to think about mm. when you go, when you wake up and all the people in your church are all thinking about processing admin mm. They're not talking. They're not talking and spending their time well, tell you here, working mm. on events mm. and trying to get out into the community. Mm. I tell you, you're, you're right. There's there
2: are there are there are lots of and I, I've come across many of them. Like you, yeah, yeah. As long as we're having Bible study and we're we're worshiping and we're praying as many hours as we're awake, right? Mm. That's that's it. Mm. You know, something's wrong with that, in my opinion. Mm. You you need to be doing more than that. Yeah. You need to be freeing yourself up so you can do what you specialise in. Yeah. Right? I've I've come across... I've
0: called you to do.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've come across uh, uh, so many um, organisations and in some cases pastors or an individual Mm. within the organisation who have been like, look, there's... They don't get it. I really Mm. want the service. I want to use the service, but they've said we can do it Mm. ourselves." I've said to them, okay, no problem. I'll check back with you guys in about in a few months' time. I've checked back with them in a year, and they're still exactly where they were when I left them. In fact, they are in a worse position because mm-hmm. of the four-year retrospective claiming period. They've lost out on years of claiming. No, Everybody has had the great idea of, yeah, we're going to be the ones who are going to do it. We're going to get this person in place, that person in place. And unfortunately, that person didn't do it. That person now either left. No, it started and didn't they, finish. They started and didn't finish. Uh, we don't even know where the donation envelopes are anymore. And it just doesn't get done. Mm. You know, I've sat down with some people who have said, oh, but, you know, you're going to charge us X and we have Sister Blah that can do it for Y. And Sister Y (laughs) doesn't doesn't actually turn up. (laughs) Or or, or
1: the thing is, Sister Y does it. And as long as they see a claim. As long as they see a claim. Something was done. Something was done. So they got £10,000 and they think, "Hey, great. But they don't realise it should have been £40,000. Yeah. And so they would quite happily and and, and you, I remember you telling me about you know them being more worried about what we were getting paid <laughs> rather than what wow. they were going to make from that wow. situation. Yeah. 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 And it was like well look are you prepared to lose the 100,000 or 150,000 pounds because you don't want to pay us our fee? Yeah. You would rather risk losing that. You'd
2: rather you'd rather claim
1: 30,000 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And
2: yeah. That's a victory to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know Diz- that yeah. the business of church is required. Diz- I love that. I love that. And that is a nice yeah. segue yeah. to you know,
0: talk about what people can expect. Because I think you've said three things why we need to focus on business. So that to help churches steward well. Mm. that is so important so that they can be above reproach mm. and also that they have the headspace to focus on the spiritual side of things mm. while
2: mm. that
0: business side. And, and, and fourthly, what you said, it's about managing the organisation. Mm. You mm. have to manage it well. Yeah, mm. you know? so indeed. I love that. So mm. let's tell the people what they can expect from the Business of Church podcast.
1: Yes. What? Well, I mean, certainly I think there are uh, a lot of people um, Systems and things that we're putting in place, which Mm. when we launch them, um, which will be um, starting in our new financial year, which will start in September, um, will practically Mm. help churches on that journey. Mm. So the way that we're planning to engage them is to um, bring them closer to us by connecting them to our CRM system. Mm. Mm. So as we onboard them, we actually connect them to our thing Mm. and then we slowly expose them to a more professional way of working first engaging with us Mm -hmm. and then you know well while you're you're going in there i know you're ignoring all of these other bits but you know you can now try and use that and Mm. all of your files that you send us and you work with they're all in that folder there did you know that and you know just slowly evolve them but in terms of this podcast Mm. what we're hoping is to be able to sow those seeds and have those conversations and to start a dialogue Mm. where we make it clear that it's okay to talk about money it's more it's okay to say well look you know we need help and um how can we and also to bring up ideas and to spread our entrepreneurial creativity to Mm. say well look you've got a building Mm. what are you doing with it is it working for you are you making it you know, pay, are you just using it for one purpose and it's sitting closed for the next five days or whatever? Mm -hmm. And just to look at those nuggets and hopefully if we all come together, and create a, a, a mind space where we're able to share our knowledge mm-hmm. and others are able to share those. There's, there's other people that we're bringing on board, other yeah. experts, you know, there's a deal, uh, a sort of deal team that we're trying to build, which around, around, all of those Around the whole things, property thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, you talk a bit more about that. Yeah,
2: so um, so yeah, I mean, you know, Like like Corey was there alluding to the, um, you know, we're gonna be bringing people in all kinds of experts. Um, we've been, we know that, that that many churches have a, an ambition to purchase a church mm. um, and to walk away from having to lease for a number of years and watch all that money go down the road or even just rent or and, and, and not be able to open up their, their, their doors during the course of the week. Yeah. Um, so there are churches that like really want to purchase, but they don't really know how mm-hmm. to um and and i'm sure in some of the conversations that we're going to be having you know, we'll be looking at why churches are, are, are not able to do the things that they really set out to do and um so we're going to be doing things like that but we are also going to bring other things to to the table as well because there are lots of other things mm-hmm. things around maybe mental health yeah. death and illness and yeah. and the way in which maybe churches that we handle those kind of things sometimes we mm-hmm. you know there's um <laughs> it's it's funny when we when we look at the business of church we're not just talking about money yeah. to read things yeah. do you know what I mean? we're talking about yeah. health and well-being yeah. and, and and like i said sort of mental health and and so on and i'm not suggesting that we're the experts yeah. for that we just we're on a journey Corey and i mm-hmm. and we speak to pastors all the time we speak mm-hmm. to trustees all the time and as such trustees are talking to us yeah. about the things that affect them yeah. and so you know for us it's like well Great. If there's a topic out there that we can bring an expert in that is going to really help, yeah. you know, um, then we'd love to do that. Yeah. And and to that end, if there's things that, you know, people would love to talk about, we'd love for them to just, you know, to, to contact us and sort of say, hey, these are some of the challenges that we're facing. And yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, know, it'd be, you know, we'd take a look at that, yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And well, one of the other things we're what, thinking about doing is also highlighting, um, organization so if you're an organization and you have a particular thing that you're working on or and you know you'd like more um um, i guess more airplay more um exposure Um, then you know, write in to us and tell us about it, and you know we may feature it in one of our mm. podcasts. I mean, you yeah. know, we love the whole innovative. issue, if, if it's yeah. really innovative, you know, yeah, yeah, you're doing something and, and, that and other churches doing. could
2: also benefit from. That exactly. You know, this, that, that is, is this, that. this is this is an each one teach one kind of exactly. Yeah.
1: Who who, yeah. who ministers to the minister? <laughs> you know, uh, Bishop Touché Mark. Bishop Mark. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think that that is key because there are some um, innovative churches out there that are doing things. And it would be good to spread that knowledge to others. Absolutely. But I always, you know, for me, I always want to make sure that there's a, even like you, you mentioned the, the mental health scenario and stuff like that. There's, yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong in providing value and services. And, you know, there are people that will pay you to do those things, sorts of things. So, you know, it's there are plenty of opportunities to align the good values that you have with sustainability yeah. in terms of being able to bring income into your church so you can continue to do that. Yeah. This yeah. mentality that you always have to be giving without receiving yes. is, mm. is, is, yes. is, is the type of thing that we want to yeah. dispel. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah absolutely. Mm.
0: I love that. That was incredibly rich, and mm. I'm excited mm. about the future episode, So, thank you both. No, thank no, you, thank Katrina. you,
1: yeah, thank you, indeed. You know, you're, you're another example of what we're talking about. You know, for many years we tried to do all of this sort of stuff ourselves, and it never went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know? it's, it's true. It's mm-hmm. true. That's so, true. Uh, thank you. And and and, and you
2: know, mm-hmm. our, our churches could certainly learn from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Oh, I love yeah. that. I'm excited because I've get I've got to be under your Tutor, even though I work for you guys, I, I see you as kind of informal mm-hmm. mentors. So I've kind of nice. been under that for the last, I guess, four or five years. And so now the world is getting to yeah, taste yeah. all of that because yeah. I think proximity is important. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well. Yeah. You learn a lot just from being around mm-hmm. the right people. And yeah. Now you guys are going to get to be around kind of <laughs> Stuart and Corey Bell. Uh, yeah. are so excited no, look at I you guys. Yeah. And right. we will speak to you soon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. And yeah, stay tuned to the Business of Church podcast.
2: Indeed. Great.